You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello there and welcome and welcome back to the OTI Podcast. Myself, Colin Kelly. Hopefully things are going well in your world since you last listened to the podcast. Hopefully that was just the last show last week. Um, if it's your first time listening to the show, hopefully you will enjoy it. And hopefully after, you go and hit that subscribe button on iTunes or Stitch or whatever you're listening to. And get all the episodes automatically once they land online. And uh, So there's lots of ways to listen to the show. Whatever way you prefer, you can find it on OvertimeIreland.com forward slash podcast. A page with all the different ways to listen to it along with the RSS feed. I always like to plug it at the start of the show. We can never have too many uh, iTunes comments and ratings and rankings and so on. So keep giving us those ratings and comments on iTunes and Stitcher and so on. Really appreciate it. On today's show, I'm going to be joined by Russell Baxter. Some of you will know him on Twitter at BaxFootballGuru. He's a feature columnist for the Bleacher Report and uh, lots and lots of other good stuff going on with him. We're going to be talking through the top five coaches heading into the 2016 season. So it should be a fun show. We've also linked up with Sports Travel Tours. You can find them online at sportstraveltours.com. It's travel for sports fans by sports fans. They're covering uh, all the uh, different American sports, NFL, NHL, uh, NBA, and so on and so forth. And they're also covering the games in Dublin this upcoming season, the college game. And then they're covering the games in the UK as well. So all that good stuff. And then they're doing tailgates before a number of all the games, in fact, uh, that I mentioned there. And then games in the US as well. And you can get sports packages to games in the US. They can sort you out for any of them with tickets, accommodation, flights, and so on. And uh, with OTI and that there link up that I mentioned a moment ago, if you go to the checkout when you've selected your package with them, there's great customer service over there as well. Uh, the code is OTI. Simple as that. Uh, 10% discount if you use the OTI code. So uh, absolutely no reason not to. If you're planning on heading stateside this year for a, a sports tour, do go to sportstraveltours.com and insert that OTI code at checkout for 10% savings. Let's start fun. Let's get Russell on the show. Hi, this is Ross Tucker, and you're listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast. Joined once again on the podcast by Russell Baxter, one of the featured columnists on Bleacher Report, among many other things. He's his own website as well, profootballguru.com. But we've had him on a number of times. It's been too long, Russell, since we had you on last with you on just prior to the start of the season. So good to have you back aboard the show. Well, it's great to talk to you guys and uh, our things. And, you know, a very interesting Super Bowl and uh, even more fascinating offseason. Yeah, it's always interesting. There's always so much to talk about. And something I haven't heard discussed on uh, many podcasts or, t- or radio shows, TV shows this offseason is the coaching rankings heading into the 2016 season. So I thought that would be an interesting one to get going with you today. So we're going to go through the top uh, five coaches in the NFL heading into this year. I'm sure we'll have differing opinions. I think number one will probably be the same for both of us. But um, just before we start going through five through one, uh, anyone that didn't make your top five, uh, an honorable mention maybe? Well, I mean, you look at uh, various coaches around this league who who have done great jobs. John Harbaugh in Baltimore, um, you know, they're, they're coming off their first losing season under his regime. He's been there since 2008, Um, you know, Super Bowl title. Uh, many appearances in the six straight, what, six straight years, I think they were uh, in the playoffs yeah. before they missed the playoffs in 2013. Then they rebounded. So, um, you know, when they get in the playoffs, they're usually, they're never one and out when yeah. it comes to them. So, uh, you know, he, he, he done, he's done a terrific job. You know, obviously Ron Rivera 
in Carolina. It, it took a little while to get things going, but you know, no team in the NFC South had ever won the division two years in a row. They've now won it three years in a row. They're coming off a, a Super Bowl season. Um, you know, it, as you know, Colin, there's you know so much changes around this league. Um, you know, but you know, there's a lot of coaches out there, or I should say, a few coaches out there with pretty good staying power. And um, you know, some of them haven't been at it for long, at least my top five. Yeah. Uh, but they were, you know, they're guys who were overdue um, to get positions. And now they're making the most of it. Yeah, it's uh, interesting when you look around the league too. There's a lot of coaches, obviously, with a lot of talent and ability. But if you don't have the players, you're not going to be able to get effective results. And a lot of it does come down to your win-loss record. And uh, you mentioned Ron Rivera. He's in my list, so I'll do my talking points when I go through that. But uh, a couple of guys I thought, Todd Bowles... uh, you know, he's done a great job last year with the Jets, and he was with the Cardinals for a long time. We'll see going into this season how he does. Mike Tomlin was another one. Um, you know, he's just since he's come into the league, he's I think he's starting to become a little bit underrated as a head coach at the moment. The other one, you mentioned John Harbaugh, uh, one season out of the playoffs uh, in his whole time with the Baltimore Ravens, him and Joe Flacco. I think each and every year they're kind of fly yeah, under the radar. Year, yeah. Last year was the first year. Last year was the first year that John Harbaugh coached the game with the Ravens, and he didn't have Joe Flacco because Joe obviously got hurt for the first time in his career. Um, one other guy I left out of my top five, who's certainly in my top ten, is John Fox, uh, who did a great job with Carolina and a good job with Denver, and, and got the Bears off to a good start in his first year, and that's a team to keep an eye on this year. Yeah, uh, just when you were talking about John Harbaugh, I jogged a few memories. I think the last show that uh, we had you on was the AFC preview show, and if I'm correct in that, I think we both went with the Ravens to represent uh, the AFC in the Super Bowl prior to last season, so uh, maybe we were a year too early on that one. Yeah, I mean, I remember the Brothers Super Bowl, obviously, between John and Jim, and, you know, Jim obviously now in Michigan, and uh, who knows, maybe, you know, wouldn't it be fun that you know, after a couple of years, John Harbaugh lives, leaves Baltimore and takes over at Ohio State. <laughs> we can all we can all dream. Why don't we just that. start that rumor? Yeah, yeah, start it up and, now. And then, and then we can get to see the Harbaugh brothers coach against each other every year. Yep, that's, that, that would be very, very interesting. But you never know, maybe Jim comes back to the NFL and we see it all over again. So John's done sp- uh, uh, extremely well since his time as a special teams coordinator and moving up the ranks and uh, just missing out in my uh, top five. So we'll start off with five. Um, I'll let you go first and uh, let you start off the drum roll. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll give you a guy who hasn't been on the job that long, but he was he's one of those guys I talked about who was probably overdue uh, to get a position, and, uh, you know, he's done a good job. And that's Mike Zimmer with the Minnesota Vikings. Just a good overall football coach. Uh, he's done a great job in all his play uh, stops around the league as a defensive coordinator and, uh, you know, quickly got the, the Vikings back on track. They won the NFC North last year, which I'm sure was a bit of a surprise. They still have some shortcomings. There's still a lack of talent. They probably need some wide receivers. But um, it, it's a team that has a lot of good young players, and they benefit greatly from having an experienced head coach like Mike Zimmer. Yeah, Mike Zimmer was actually my number five as well, so we agree on that spot. Um, when you're looking at the Vikings, what he done last season, and you mentioned he's long overdue to have a head coaching job in the NFL, and you know they were only that field goal with Blair Walsh away from beating the Seahawks in the playoffs last season. I can't really pin that too much on Mike Zimmer. So this team uh, won the division last year, and I'm a Packers fan, so they you know they they have really moved up in uh, my eyes over the last couple of seasons, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can take them another step forward this year because the last two years with him uh, in Minnesota have been very 
very impressive. My number four is uh, Pete Carroll, obviously the Seahawks head coach. Back-to-back Super Bowls, uh, he won it uh, three years ago, got there and lost to the Patriots. Very, very, It's very, very well known how that game all finished up when they lost to the Patriots. But he's had just a, a tremendous run in Seattle, building this team really from uh, the ground up. There was a little bit of foundations there, but with his draft strategy and uh, all that's going on in Seattle, uh, the way the defense has played and the attitude and the kind of swagger of the team over the last four or five years, I think Pete Carroll is somebody who... Because the Seahawks didn't make it all the way back to the Super Bowl last season, people may be a little bit down on him and they started the season a bit slow at the start. But there's no doubt about it. Pete Carroll is uh, uh, definitely one of the top coaches in the NFL. Well, he is, and I don't have him in my top five, strange as it may sound. Again, that was a guy who I think in the top ten. But, you know, my number four guy, Colm, is a guy from the NFC West, and that's Bruce Arians. Um, I look at the job he has done – the three years with the Cardinals. Last year, they said, now think about this. The, the, the Cardinals franchise has been in the league since 1920. Um, they've been in Chicago. They've been in St. Louis. Now they're you know in the desert in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, last year, they won 13 regular season games for the first time in their history. And their history dates back to 1920. Yeah, nearly 100 years. Okay, now I know you didn't play 16 games back then, <laughs> but the Cardinals had never even won 12 games in the season. Yeah. before last year, and he got into 13. Um, you think about the job he did in on the interim basis, filling in for Chuck Pagano in Indianapolis, which spearheaded his, his um, move and hiring in Arizona. Um, you know, they've gone 10-6, and six, they've gone 11-5, and five, they've gone 13-3. and three. I just think as an overall teacher of the game and the way he communicates with players, here's the one thing you see with Arizona, Tom, you see a lot of guys wanting to sign with them. Yeah. And I think, you know, Steve, you know, the, the general manager there has done a great job as well. But you see a lot of guys. And the guys who he has taken, I mean, what he's done with Carson Palmer, who looked like his career was over. What he did with Chris Johnson last year, who re-signed with the team yeah. after missing the second half of last season. Um, you know, he's brought in his guys. There's something about Bruce Arians that appeals to players. And that's why I put him number four on the list. Yeah, and uh, anyone that hasn't seen it, the NFL Network done the, the Football Life special with him last Oh, tremendous. Yeah. One of, I think one of the best ones that yeah. came out. Yeah, and it was, it was very emotional, it was very soul-searching, it was very insightful. And, you know, we have a bad habit in our business, as you know. We forget, you know, we forget these are all men and they're people. You know, and uh, they go through all kinds of different things in their lives, the same things we go through in our lives, um, but we're not under the microscope like they are. Yeah, for sure. So anyone that hasn't seen that, I definitely recommend searching that out wherever you can find it, whether it's on NFL Game Pass or just on the network or wherever you can find it on the internet. We'll not get into the ways that that's possible. But uh, Bruce Arians of Football Life, we're seeing his uh, had a, a, tr- yeah, a, 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 a courageous and tremendous journey throughout. And I think when you watch that you'll realize about why these players want to play for him and how he has such a role in their lives he's further up my list so I'll leave it at that my next one's Ron Rivera um over the last um you know basically three seasons he was in a little bit of a spot a couple of seasons back you know there was talk that uh, he was at the end of his tether uh, there in Carolina they hadn't been going too well and 
They were one and three to start the season. He started with a, a losing record over his first two seasons. But then since that, pretty incredible the record that he's had. Obviously, last season, one loss all season, and they lost in the Super Bowl. But the way he's turned this team around, turned the franchise around, uh, you know, the Riverboat Ron name has come out that he's taken a little bit more of a chance. Maybe he thought that if he didn't take a chance, he was going to be out of a job. And uh, just over the last two years in particular, the, their record, the improvement of the team, you mentioned as well, you know, no team winning the, the division twice in a row and now he's going to win it three times in a row and at this point in time you'd have to put them as the favourites to go on and win that division yet again so a spell of dominance there in the south for the uh, Carolina Panthers and really uh, I think it's down to the job that Ron Rivera done one question I have just before we go on to your next spot is um, how did you feel about separating the players uh, from the coaches you know trying to judge the coach's ability rather than the the players at his disposal that can be hard sometimes to to figure that out the reason i have bruce arians higher as you had him a moment ago is um you know he's done it now with two teams in the last five years and Mm -hmm. obviously it can't just be down to one particular talent pool so is that something that you find uh hard to decipher between coaching and the the roster well i don't think it's hard to decipher what you have to do to me is you look at there are, you know, you, anytime you, you do an opinion piece like this, Colm, yep. um, as I remind people all the time, because is not a fact, mm. okay? Very true. You, you, I, you know, I have logic to, to why I think I like my, my number three guy is Mike Tomlin, yep. okay? Um, you look at the consistency of the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? And I understand they had basically the same quarterback, but... With um, Ben Roethlisberger, um, but you look at the overhaul players for them just the last two years. Now, it's now here's a perfect example of good coaching. They go into Denver last year when it was all said and done without Le'Veon Bell no and without that. Antonio Brown, and they give the Denver Broncos fits. They were the last team to beat Denver last year. Yeah. Okay, um, Ben Roethlisberger threw he threw for what 380 yards against Denver and over 300 yards the second time yeah. without. Antonio Brown. That's good coaching. Okay, that's getting the most out of players. Don't don't forget about that shoulder injury he had to go into that game. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Listen, listen, that's, you know, you can flip. As far as I'm concerned, you almost flip a coin with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots run has been more than a decade and a half. I call them the current dynasty. But think about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tom, they've had three head coaches since 1969. Impressive. I was 10 years old, okay? <laughs> I'll be 57 in September. Yeah. All right? So, I mean, you think about the Cleveland Browns who go through head coaches like I go through potato chips, all right? Um, it's a lot to be said for the organization. There's also a lot to be said for a head coach who is yet to have a losing season Yep. And they were down a little while ago, and he's got them back in the playoffs the last two years. And last year, Le'Veon Bell suspended and then hurt. Martavis Bryant suspended. Martavis Bryant suspended again. Um, they lost Troy Palomaru to retirement last year. And they just keep on churning along. Again, the GM has something to do with that. But, you know, the Steelers, you know, Chuck Noll, Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin, the organization has really hit on things. And the consistency of the franchise is unmatched over this incredible period of time. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And, you know, he's in my honourable mentions. He was very close to making it into the list, and I have no problem with him being in there. I think he's one of those guys who, I think, over time, a bit like I said with John Harbaugh, kind of becomes a little bit taken for granted and uh, definitely mm-hmm. very, very talented. And, you know, if Ben Roethlisberger wasn't injured for those games last season, uh, it'll be very, very interesting to see where they end up. And this season going forward, I think if they can just sew up that defence a little bit, I think they're really going to be contenting for that AFC. So it's going to be interesting to see that as well. My number two, you had him earlier, and it's Bruce Arians. You mentioned the football life story. Uh, just from where he started off onto where he is now is uh, an incredible journey. But as a head coach, you know that you mentioned the Cardinals, the success he's brought them, not just last season, but even the season before. I think they finished with 11 wins that season, and that was when Carson Palmer went down. His career record now is 34 wins, 14 losses. He's been with the Cardinals since 2013. And it's just uh, overall, I can't really fault anything that he does. Um, he doesn't. I think he could use the tight end a little bit more in the in the game plan. But outside of that, there, I think defensively set everything up very well. Offensively, he's one of the most fun uh, coaches to watch in the NFL. He's definitely not afraid to take those deep shots. And uh, I just I have him at number two. I just think that uh, between him and Ron Rivera, for me, it was a toss up those two positions. I know we had them all in different spots, but uh, Bruce Arians number two for myself. Well, I'll give you a guide as you talk about getting taken for granted. I think we almost forget that while Bill Belichick. Has, is the longest tenured head coach in the league with the same team. Yeah. Andy Reid is the longest tenured head coach in the league. Yeah. After his years in Philadelphia from you know 1999 to 2012, he's now been with the Chiefs three years. So that's a lot of consistent years. He's taken two different franchises to the playoffs. Um, he's made a Super Bowl appearance. Um, you look at the Chiefs last year, who were 1-5 and five and then reeled off 11 wins in a row. Um, I, I think Andy Reid is underappreciated because I think because he never got to a chance, won a championship in Philadelphia, I think people penalize him for that. Yeah. But I think when it's all said and done, he's evolved as a head coach, uh, and he would be my number two choice. And and I think it's easy to figure out who number one is, like you alluded to. Yeah, I just I thought that before we started. But when we're on Andy Reid, the one thing I think that you mentioned, he's become a bit of a... I don't know, maybe a punching bag since the end of last season. Obviously, against the Patriots, they had that 17-play drive with six and a half minutes left to go, and there's always been questions about his play calling ability, but there's no doubt that each and every year he does get the best out of his team. I think uh, the play calling side of it can be tough for anyone when they're put in that spot. And Although Bill Belichick, who's... Here's what I'll say to you, sir. If we were doing a piece on clock management, I think Andy Reid would have his critics, Okay. Um, you know, it, it seems sometimes, like and you go back to the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and it seemed like it was very similar as well. Um, you know, it, it, you, you look, it, they're almost like a lack, a lack of urgency yeah. um, on on his team's part sometimes, uh, a little methodical when, you know, maybe they can do something a little different. Um, you know, if, if it, and that, that can be, you know, we saw it with Mike McCarthy a couple of years ago in Seattle. Yeah where he took a lot of criticism for his play calling. Um, and then eventually relinquished those duties um, and then got him back. So, um, you know, it, 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 being a coach, like any other kind of leadership role, is, is, is a, it's continuing to evolve. Yeah, yeah, and just the the prime example is two years ago in the Super Bowl when the Patriots won it. I know Bill Belichick still says that he had a gut feeling, and that's why he let the clock run before uh, that interception. It's one of the that's still one of the you know if you win you look like a, a genius, if you lose yeah. you get criticised like Andy Reid. So I think that's where you fall. I fall in in both those categories. So uh, number one for me, Bill Belichick. I'm presuming. Yep, number one for you, Bill Belichick. So we'll uh, I'll let you take over from there. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't deny what they have done. Um, you know, a, a, a 5-11 season in his debut, 
Um, I, the one thing I take issue with critics of Bill Belichick is that he failed in Cleveland. I, I don't really believe that. It took him a while to build the team in Cleveland. And he had that team in the playoffs in 1994. And let, now let's not forget, Tom, what happened in 1995. The Browns eventually lost the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think that was a failure on Bill Belichick's part. Well, you, you know, you reunited with Bill Parcells a couple of spots with the uh, Patriots and the Jets. Got the Patriots job. 2001, obviously, we you know what happened with Tom Brady, with Bledsoe getting hurt. Um, but you, listen, since 2001, they've never had a losing season. Yeah. Uh, they've won the NS- NFC seven years in a row. If they win it this year, it'll be eight straight division titles. That's a new NFL record. Yeah. Um, they've had, what, 13 straight years of 10 or more wins. We mentioned the consecutive winning seasons. They've been to six Super Bowls under his guidance, um, tying it with Don Shula as far as a head coach, four titles, um, you know, on and on and on and on. Um, and it seems like they, they do it with him and the quarterback, and as we know, one year in 2008, he didn't have the quarterback for the most part, and he still did it. They didn't get to the playoffs, but they were 11-5. and five. So um, his work as a teacher, um, his work mastering free agency, um, his system works. I, again, I know he has his critics. Um, until they fall on their face, I'm not one of them. Yeah, it always seems to be, last year in particular, a lot of people predicting this was the year that uh, the Patriots would fall off, and it certainly didn't happen. And, you know, just looking at one stat here that I've up in front of me, the Patriots have won at least 12 games in each of the last six seasons. So, you know, in a 16-game schedule, that's uh, absolutely incredible to uh, go and win 12 of them six seasons in a row. So unparalleled, uh, you know, consistency between them, I think, when you look at just what he's done over his time in the NFL. And I don't think anyone listening to this is anyway surprised that Bill Belichick came up at number one for both of us. Just, uh, Russell, before we finish up, obviously you've got lots of stuff going on with the Bleacher Report, your own website, profootballguru.com, and obviously all the listeners can find you on Twitter at BaxFootballGuru. But anything else coming up that uh, you want to give a, a mention to ahead of the new season? Yeah, I've been one of, another site that I've been very busy on for like the last year, Calm, is NFL Spin Zone, which yeah. is a, a subsidiary of fan site. It's part of the SI.com family. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, a, we have a staff of you know, close to 40 writers I write and edit for the site. Um, check us out. Uh, you know, we've had a, quite the start to the new year. We cover every team. Um, and uh, if you like football, NFLSpinZone.com. But if you really like football, follow me on Twitter because everything I write, you get on Twitter. So yeah. whether you like it or not, I'm sending you my material. There's there's no money back guarantee. There's just a guarantee you're getting my story. Yeah, so Twitter is always the best place for to find anyone's stuff nowadays. Uh, so go on there, Bax Football Guru. And uh, I didn't mention at the start, Bax is a bit of a, a historian of the game. So you get lots of stats on the Twitter feed each and every day as well regarding team success and different stats going up. So if you're into stats as well, uh, particularly on his, the historic side of the game, definitely worth following that. So, uh, Russell, thanks again for jumping aboard the show. Hope to do it again down the road. You got it, sir. Hi, I'm Chris Harris of the Harris Football Podcast, and you are listening to Overtime Ireland. Once again, thanks to Russell for jumping aboard the show. Obviously, follow him, as I mentioned there, on Twitter. It's at BaxFootballGuru. That's B-A-X, Football Guru. And uh, we've had him on the show now three or four times, and each and every time has been a lot of fun. Very interesting conversation. And the top five coaches gone through there for your listening pleasure. Hopefully, you did enjoy that one, as always. 
Um, I'd like to give the, the plug for the iTunes and Stitcher. I don't know at the start, so you know the story there. Uh, give us a rating and a comment on that. Twitter handle, as always, is at Overtime Ireland. The website is OvertimeIreland.com. Keeping growing this thing as much as we can. There's been talk with a lot of people behind the scenes over the last few uh, days and weeks. Um, obviously, looking with the new co-host heading into the season. And then on the website side of things, obviously, it was a bit of more of a down year this year with me traveling to Australia. Didn't have as much time on my hands, so I just kept the podcast going. Didn't do as much stuff on the site. We're possibly going to ramp it all back up heading into this season. So we'll probably be looking for writers in the coming weeks. Already have a guy on board interested in doing the editing on this site. So there's lots of stuff to look forward to. Stay tuned to that at Overtime Ireland Twitter feed. If you're interested in maybe writing on the site this season, give us a, a tweet on there or else send an email at overtimeireland at gmail.com. But lots of exciting stuff to look forward to. This episode is one of the pre-recorded ones that i done prior to my time leaving Melbourne. So, not quite sure where I am at this time in the world. I'm sure if you're following the Twitter feed, you probably have seen some pictures, see where I am um, heading probably around, probably in New Zealand at the time this one's going to be posting. So, it's uh, hopefully been in a very enjoyable couple of weeks for myself and uh, really looking forward to being there. So, it's going to be a fun time. So, stay tuned to that Twitter feed, as I mentioned. Uh, keep spreading the word, as you have been doing off the podcast. And until I'm back with another show uh, next week again, of course, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.